You are Locked on Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. You can find Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, and online at fanstreamsports.com and the Fanstream Sports app. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Well, Ulysses, we have some news on the MLB front, the constant, consistent back and forth between MLB owners and players. So Major League Baseball has it made it official. They are rejecting the player's offer for a 114-game season, and here's the twist. They're not making a counteroffer. They're just going to leave it so, and I guess they could leave it up to Rob Manfred to come up with a solution, perhaps 50 to 60 games, and you guys are going to play this, and this is what it's going to be. Or I suppose, couldn't the the Players Association just throw out another offer? Couldn't they just keep... What about this deal? What about what if, what if we tweak this? What if we tweak that? Could, I mean, is there any rule that says they just can't keep throwing offers at the owners until they bite a little bit? Probably not, right? I mean, they yeah. can just keep tossing them uh, offers until they say yes to one of them. But yeah, I think half of that is surprising and half of it isn't. I'm mm-hmm. not surprised at all that MLB said no to the 114 games. Look, man, they want to get as quickly as they can to that postseason money. Uh, you know, that the players don't even get a sniff of yeah. of the TV revenues. That doesn't go to the players at all, okay? It only goes to the owners and it'll be there. So, by the way, you have to, which we haven't talked about, mm-hmm. you have to figure out how you're going to play the players this time around for the postseason because they usually get um, a pooled money from gate activity. So whatever I'm- it is is done inside the gate. So they have to figure that out. I'm surprised that hasn't been brought up yet or fully addressed because especially if you're going to be expanding the playoffs and you go from, they say the expectation is, um, you know, playoff teams, I mean, or MLB as a whole would go from uh, making or, or drawing in around $800 million to more than $1 billion by expanding the playoffs from 10 to 14 teams. Who's going to get that money? How's that going to be shared among everybody? Exactly. And it hasn't been a sticking point. And, but, and yet, you know, the players are, are kind of being looked at as the bad guys to, to, mm-hmm. to some degree by, by, by a number of fans. And then I've not seen a baseball player out there mention this. Like, well, we also don't know how we're going to get paid in the postseason, guys. Like, I have never seen that rhetoric uh, before. So let's just say that. But anyway... I am surprised that they didn't have a counter offer already ready to mm-hmm. tell the players, okay, no, not 114, but we are ready to go 50 or 60. Dude, the MLB is just putting out feelers out there through the media, and, and that's it, man. They're just doing, they're going about this the wrong way. Why aren't they in a, 
in a Zoom meeting figuring this out. And yeah. instead, they're just dropping little hints to, you know, uh, reporters that are basically we're all getting the, the, the inside scoop before they even talk about it amongst right. themselves. They're negotiating through the media is basically what, what they're doing. And I think, you know, the more I think about it, if you're going to say, you know, the, the owners and MLB, I guess they want as short of a regular season as possible. They, they've even talked about as short as 40 games perhaps. And for the players, I totally get on their side where, it's like you're gonna make us do spring training and get up and go through just for 40 games, and we're just gonna get. I mean, however you do it, if you do a, a prorated deal or you do the sliding scale, you'd have to really do the prorated deal at 20. that point. It's still not much. It's still not enough to like. It, it's not as you know. That's where I would side with Blake Snell. It's it's not get out of bed, get out of my video game chair money. It, it almost makes it not worth it with. You add in the injury risk and, and everything like that. I don't think for them, health and safety, I mean, they, they've showed that we want to play 114 games. They're more about, they want their, they want their dinero right now. And I totally right, get yeah. that. Ooh, so nice Spanish. I, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on hey, it a little bit. I, I, I think what's going to happen again, it's, it's going to work out to where there's going to be a 70 to 80 game schedule. I feel there's going to be some meat in the middle here. Not 50 games, not 114 games. You know, the players first scoffed at 82 games, then offered 114. Now MLB is saying, all right, well, we might just do a 50, 60 game season, maybe a 40 game season. Players are like, okay, all right. You know what? 82, that that sounds okay right about now. But can we get a little bit more? 82 prorated, you think? How about prorated? A little bit more negotiating going on and they finally get that done. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, you know, we put out this uh, great poll today. Um, Still active. Yes. uh, It says, given the recent news, MLB has rejected the player's offer for a 114-game regular season and told the union it did not plan to make a counterproposal. Do you as a fan think there will be a 2020 season, if at all? Mm -hmm. And 40% of Rays fans are saying, heck yeah, there will be one. 60% are saying, no, Ulysses is 100% right. So what do you think about that, Kevo? <laughs> well, wasn't that the same percentages as last week? Yeah. Before this news officially broke? Be- people have dug in their heels and their beliefs and are not willing to, to, to change them at all. I, it sounds very, very familiar to something else that we're yes. living in, doesn't it? I know. It really does. I mean, the NBA has already figured it out. They're going to vote tomorrow on this thing and they're gonna hey they've been very creative okay we got to do what we got to do to get back not on the field on the court we're gonna play in orlando we're gonna invite 22 teams we're gonna play in eight regular season game season and then go to playoffs starting july 31st mlb is going to be that kid that got grounded and then is going to see the nhl the nba the nfl out in the street Mm-hmm. playing four square while it's you, you know the mlb is just stewing in its own you know filthy rage in the in, in its living room they're bs pretty much like yeah. here's the thing i think there's definitely some value in being the first major american sport of course franchise or not franchise but organization back bef- after quarantine after covid19 to it's it's like it's like in, in economics and business, you're the first to the market. Get yes. in the heads, get into the minds and hearts of sports fans. Yes. Maybe sports fans that previously had walked away 
a little bit no, from baseball. Not even that, Kevo. But again, new fans like that they, yes. they've never seen baseball before. But maybe they're aching for something. They're like, fine, I'll watch baseball. Yeah, I'll, I'm so bored. I'll watch this boring sport I've never watched in my life. Oh, hey, that's pretty interesting. I like that guy. I like mm-hmm. this team. Hey, I'm 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 gonna try to follow it as much as I can. And then you get hooked, man. It's very easy to get hooked on a sport. Yes. It doesn't take much. If you like sports, it doesn't take much for you to get really involved and really into a team, players, and all that. I mean, think about how people get hooked into bad reality television. It's like, well, I'm just sitting here, not doing anything else. Just going to (laughs) keep watching Vanderpump Rules. Here we go. Kevin, like I told you, like, I hated you for those three days i watched tiger king because i yes. hate reality tv i hate all that crap and i was watching this and i couldn't look away man mm-hmm. was, you know it was a bad car crash and you can't you can't stop it and and that was what tiger king is and that could be the same thing for somebody who hates baseball right now and then mm-hmm. baseball's on its screen and he starts looking at it she starts watching why not yeah. they're missing a prime opportunity uh, but you know what is it really that surprising Uh, that MLB is once again missing its mark, that MLB is once again being run by a guy who is just a puppet for the owners, you know, uh, and Mm -hmm. Rob Manfred, he's just really, honestly, uh, everything that he's been doing since the games, since he took over, has not been good. And we thought we had it badly with Bud Selig. Manfred is just on another level. He's on steroids bad. And and I feel like this is something where, like, if the NBA starts before MLB gets back or the MLB doesn't come back, like, it's one of those things. We've already found ways to occupy our time, whether it's watching more mm-hmm. bad Netflix TV shows or reading or taking a walk around the park or finding ways to occupy biking. our time. It, yeah, anything. Biking. Yeah. I've, t- I've taken up biking. I, you know, Love I'd it. like to announce. Yeah, man. Why not? Taking up hardcore fitness too. You're going going at oh, it. Oh no, like, no, none of that. None of that. Oh, just, okay. you know, just you know, trying to trying to lift a hundred kettle uh, hundred pound kettlebells. That's all. Hey, that's impressive. I'm saying, but <laughs> it's one of those things where like you just give us one sport back. If it's NBA, yeah, I'll, that's what they're going to be focusing on. And then if the if the MLB doesn't get their stuff together to like, okay, we finally worked out a deal. We'll come back in August. It's like, nobody's going to care at that point. It's going to be like, look, well, we've already got the NBA, uh, NFL starting. We got college football on the back end, NHL playoffs. No, we don't care about you. MLB. Sorry. They could bring back any sport right now. And people would be watching. Okay. Yes. The KBO is not really working so, so much because of the time difference. It's just too much for right. people to do, to, to deal with. And, and there's something, about it's just not the, being yeah. live rather than a replay. You know, you just don't really like it. Mm-hmm. But man, you any sport that starts right now in the U.S. with a U.S. time zone, uh, oh my gosh, right. they're going to obliterate the competition. And you know what? I think MLB too, not to like capitalize on what is going on in the nation, but they have an opportunity to try to market and let some of the black players and black figures within the sport talk about their perspective and try to get that aspect of things on opening day. Yeah. I want to hear what Andrew McCutcheon has to say. I want to hear what, um, Justin Upton and dusty Baker have to say about what's going on in the world and being the first sport to be back and think you could run PSAs, you could run infomercials. You could, you could do, you could do a lot of things with that 
to also, you know, market, market the sport more to the black community and, and really everybody for that matter. Because it's decreasing in that community. Yes. It's decreasing the number of players that, you know, go to basketball or go to football. I love that. Actually, The Athletic had a really great interview uh, with a, a bunch of African-American players from the past. Mm-hmm. Ryan Howard uh, was one of them. Jimmy Rollins, uh, LaTroy Hawkins, and Trell Willis. And it was just so amazing hearing these guys. For example, LaTroy Hawkins in every city that he played with. And you know he played from like 10 yeah. cities, right? He's like on Edwin Jackson level almost. Right. He's the original Edwin Jackson. He used to go to every police station and introduce himself with his family mm. and tell him, hey, this is who I am. To kind of, you know, put it, right. hey, let's get to know each other so you never, you know, see me. Ryan Howard was once stopped because a cop said that he looked at his plates, didn't come up with anything. And so he still had to check him out. And he's like, well, wow. if you didn't find anything, why did yeah. you have to stop me? And you know, things like that. Yes. I would love for them to have that platform to, you know, get the country to really understand. And if not understand a hundred percent, then at least listen to their stories. Tory Hunter got the police yes. called on him and the guy needed to see his license because he didn't believe that he lived there when he was with another cop. They find his license. He says, look, this is who I am. The other cop who wasn't pointing the gun at him says, mm-hmm. oh, I knew you were Tory Hunter. And he's like, who is that? Oh, I play for the Angels. Oh, he plays for the Angels, rather. And the cop goes, oh, I'm an Angels fan. Can I get tickets? See, and and those are the types of stories that need to be broadcast on Fox, MLB Network, and ESPN. Instead of The Athletic, very reputable site, but it's a paid site. I honestly don't pay for Like, to be able to broaden that reach and broaden those stories, especially to an MLB fan base, which a lot of old white dudes a lot of old white people that watch MLB and don't really have that perspective on things, quite frankly. Didn't we have that trivia one day? MLB has the uh, oldest average age yes. for a viewer at 52 or 53, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I think NBA has the youngest at 38. Right. So, you know, th- these are things that MLB could help. And, you know, it's not destroying the minor leagues. I know we're getting all over the place, but, you know, destroying the minor league system in in, in Montana is not going to help your sport. Okay, if the Louisville bats aren't there to to, to get a little Kevin Weiss to to watch the sport growing up and seeing Deion Sanders and Adam Dunn growing up and, you know, it, it matters. man. Yes. And they don't think about that. All they're thinking no. about is the dollar right now. They're not thinking about 5, 10, 15, 20 years ahead. We should be running baseball. I'm just going to put it out there. We, we need Keep to putting it out there. start Keep a coalition. It out there. Yeah. I know. We need our dedicated listeners all across, not just Florida and the U.S., but overseas as well, That's helping right. us out on that front. Okay. The Rays-Chris Archer trade looks even better now. We'll tell you about why next. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's your classic or daily driver, you get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. 
Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Well, Ulysses, what else can we say about Built Bar? I mean, people should know by now that it tastes like a candy bar, 100% chocolate. It's great for the health-conscious guy or lady. They're really tasty. I mean, come on. You've got options. You want to put it all in natural. Awesome. If you want to put it a little bit in the fridge action, like you said, mm-hmm. it, it, it works perfectly b- both ways. You could even yeah, microwave it for a little bit, spread some Ooh. peanut butter on there, some natural peanut butter, really go to town. I mean, you talk about filling. They're filling as they are. They're like the perfect size. But you add a little little teaspoon, tablespoon of peanut butter and you're, you're going to be, you'll, you'll be ready for your workout. I'll just, I'll oh, just yeah. leave it like that for sure. Um, they're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, uh, no crazy additives or wacky ingredients. Um, we highly, highly recommend them and you can't get bored with the flavors. There's like 25 flavors out there. It's amazing. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on and you'll get $10 off your first order. Again, use promo code locked on for $10 off at builtbar.com. Well, Ulysses, I teased that the Rays Chris Archer trade from a couple of years ago looks even better now. Um, I hate to like I I feel I I legitimately feel bad for Chris Archer right now. Yeah, not great. It's it's not great. You never wish injury on a player, and that's not what we're doing at all. Um, uh, But man. As soon as he left the the Rays organization, it has just yeah. been blow after blow. And what's funny, so, okay, so Chris Archer underwent surgery the other day to relieve symptoms of thoracic outlet syndrome. And what that kind of entails is the removal or partial removal of a rib in order to alleviate pressure on nerves in the shoulder and armpit area. Supposedly the recovery rate isn't that great. Like a lot of guys that have it never get back to their normal selves. Like Matt Harvey, Tyson Ross, Nate Carnes, Matt Harrison, a lot of guys, it just doesn't have a really good track record. I mean, if I had to guess, Archer was probably dealing with some of this, this past season or last season and just didn't tell the pirate staff about it or they, they didn't investigate it enough where it's like, yeah, I'm feeling some tension here. It's, it's a little bit, little bit painstaking but i'll i'll get through the season i'm a tough baseball player and go from there and it just now you wonder so after this year so he's out for 2020 whether there's a season or not he is out for 2020 he's got an 11 million dollar team option for 2021 with a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar buyout um with owners crying wolf and saying we don't have any more money and the pirates being the pirates, they already operate at about a payroll of $60 million and they're rebuilding right now. They're going to be in the midst of like a four or five year rebuilding era under new general manager, Ben Sherrington. I'm almost willing to say 99.9%, if not a hundred percent that Chris Archer is going to be released by the pirates and will collect just $250,000 and not an $11 million team option. 
whose initials are CA and will become a free agent next year? Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I think we guessed on. it. Yeah. 250K. Thank you for your services. Um, there, there's the door. I'm sorry it didn't work out. You know, it, it's, it's, it's unbelievable what's happening in Pittsburgh, you know, because uh, I saw this tweet by Andrew Filipponi, who is a radio uh, guy over there in Pittsburgh. He says, the Pirates got nothing for Garrett Cole and gave up everything for Chris Archer. Baseball incompetence. Ouch. Yeah, it's true, though. And this, I think the Archer deal for Meadows, Glasnow, and Shane Boz, even if Shane Boz is a bust, which we don't think he will be, this may be the worst trade in Pirates history. Worse than Aramis Ramirez trade, like everything. Yeah. Because I don't think I don't think he I don't think that Chris Archer is going to throw another pitch in a Pirates uniform unless he's able to agree to a very, very, very team friendly deal. And if even if he does, how effective he's going to be. We're talking about a guy that came off of five plus ERA and in a game, I think against the Atlanta Braves gave up five home runs, had his worst uh, walk rates and home run rates per nine innings in his career. And what's funny is like he was the Rays got the haul for him after he had already had like a so-so or a couple so-so years. Like he wasn't the the early form Chris Archer. He was the, the four, three Oh ERA Chris Archer and the Mm -hmm. Pirates were like, Okay, we'll give you Austin Meadows, and we'll give you uh, Tyler Glass. Now we'll give you Shane. But just yeah, totally, total incompetence on the Pirates. First of all, for not even knowing how to like maximize the the usage and value of a Garrett Cole and a Tyler Glass. Now, and pretty much every pitcher that has come through their organization, including Charlie Morton, it's unbelievable. And that's where I'm going, though. Like it's 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 a two it's a two prong situation there. Number one, you didn't get out. The, ta- the talent that Tyler Glass now had, and you didn't um, maybe make space for a guy whose talent uh, was that of Austin Meadows. Mm-hmm. So that's that, that's a problem. And then number two, because you didn't do that, you just bunched these two guys together in the same deal for a guy who has already been producing less and less productive output yeah, for a team who's also known to be shrewd at trade deals, and they put that little nice little bow of the team friendly deal. Well, of course, a, a team like the Pirates, uh, are, they're gonna like knowing yeah. how much a player is going to be valued at exactly mm-hmm. for the next three years. Perfect, we all understand that. But then on top of that, you gave up. You gave up a high ceiling you know low a a prospect in shane boz i mean it was just like the perfect storm coming at you and, and i just don't understand how that decision what if i could be a fly on mm-hmm. the wall for that meeting at the end where they they, they decided hey no right Chris archer is going to give us this and this and this and that and Austin Meadows, Tyler Glass now, they have bad reputation. They don't work well with their coaches. Our coaches are telling us. And maybe he wasn't even in the front office. What if the coaches are telling this, the, the front office, no, I can't work with Tyler. Mm-hmm. Tyler doesn't listen to me. He doesn't really want to do the work. Um, Austin, yeah, he's got an attitude problem. Or, yeah, he doesn't really listen. We don't know. But maybe it wasn't even encompassed by the front office. It was incompetence by the by the coaches but what we do know is that somewhere along that chain 
there was incompetence. Yes. And finally, that last little trigger pulled by the GM uh, in Neil Huntington, uh, that, that cost him. And it cost yeah. him ultimately his job. It's an organization where, A, you have bad ownership. B, I think you do have incompetence and a lack of collaboration or a lack of willingness to think outside the box with players. Like they've got that philosophy of uh, where we just want to develop um, sinker ball guys and two seam fastball guys, even if guys like they say, Chris Archer aren't really equipped to doing that. And that's not their, their strength. Like Tyler glass. Now his strength is throwing 99 mile an hour fastballs up in the zone. Like it's just crazy how, and it just goes to show you the difference in a good organization, in a well-run organization like the Rays, even on a low-budget, low-payroll, compared to the Pirates, where it's the perfect storm of uh, people don't know what they're doing and they don't have the money to make up for not knowing what they're doing. It's really amazing what's going on. And uh, you, I mean, I, I'm not like wishing for the Pirates to be successful, but it sucks to think about how many players have potential like a Tyler Glass now but never make it anywhere or don't reach their true potential because they're stuck in organizations that don't maximize. That don't see that. Yes. That don't see that and don't put them in, in, in positions to succeed. You know, I, I used to kind of hate that phrase by Joe Madden mm-hmm. in, in his years with the Rays. I just got to put guys where, where they, they have to succeed. And I'm like, when the way the hell are you putting <laughs> Kelly Shopik into play, buddy? Right. There's no situation for him to succeed ever. The, the best anyway. part where he succeeds best is in the catering hall. <laughs> Eating sandwiches. That's that's what yeah. he's good at. And or, throwing bats. Or, and throwing bats. Throwing bats yeah. to, to the stands. Man, so I used to hate that phrase. But growing up and watching even more and more and more and more baseball and than ever, it's been almost 10 years since I, I used to hear that phrase. Yeah. Wow. Um, you know, it makes sense. Put mm-hmm. people where they're going to succeed the most. And if Sean Rodriguez can't hit the light, out of a of a right-handed pitcher never put him against a right-handed mm-hmm. pitcher yeah put him again put him in front of a water cooler and you'll see how tough he gets mm-hmm. with the with the water cooler and throw a jab or two and by the way he did that with the pirates yes he did that's wow. pretty crazy so <laughs> hey um chris archer is going to be 32 so i don't really see him necessarily i hope i i wish the best for him but like Baseball is becoming a young man's game. I mean, Jeremy Hellickson retired at what thirty? Like, there's there's only so many Charlie Mortons out there, you know. Prop but that. I get. Do you, does he get a major league contract in 2021? Major league contract. Okay, I'm gonna say he does, but it would be for like league minimum. I think somebody will give him a shot. Uh, now, here's I, I guess he gets paid for this season, right? If they agree he to, he gets a deal. paid for whatever. Yeah, whatever they agreed to. And then in 2021, he'll get paid that 250k. Because I mean, yes. the Pitts, Pittsburgh Pirates have to learn some someday. That's and, also yeah. That that's got to be on the, like your agent too. I feel like you know hindsight is 2020, but 11 million versus 250k buyout. I mean, there's a lot of tanking teams and a lot of teams that. I mean, unless you're like really good when you're when you're a young kid at what, 25 when he signed that deal and think that I'm on top of the world. And I, I, of course, you're going to take that 11 mil. Why wouldn't they? I'm going to be at my peak at 32. Are you kidding me? I know. Mm -hmm. Why can't you know the buyout? If you're your agent, you got to get at least to a mil. I feel like.
like especially yeah. the the 11 million 1 million get get it a little bit higher whoever his agent is i can guarantee his agent is probably not not uh scott boris i i think his no. mate, well he doesn't work with the raise guys anyway but yeah, yeah. It's, it's all very interesting uh to see what's happening i mean i guess if he didn't you know this this is the time to do it this is the time to have surgery i guess and, yeah. and just gotta yeah. kind of rest and recover and go from there because i couldn't even imagine him trying to like squeeze something out there and and even um put his career at stake even more who do you think was more successful at their peak matt harvey or chris archer Ooh, very good question i would say archer had a longer peak right i mean i think archer had a longer peak i think harvey's peak was i'll tell you had a bigger downfall it's been matt harvey with with all the uh off the field issues he's had yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. if i had to say yeah harvey definitely you know it wasn't just the uh the thoracic outlet syndrome that plagued Matt Harvey. It was a lot of partying in NYC nightclubs and a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of side stuff going on there. So yeah. anyway, I thought we would just bring that up because I mean, Chris Archer spent a lot of time with the Rays and of course his best years were with the Rays. And it just underscores the point that the Rays know usually when to get rid of players and the Rays win again. Yes. The Rays win another trade again. <laughs> yes, they did. They win again. That's for sure. All right, that wraps up this edition of Locked on Rays. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on Fantasy Baseball. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.